1: Welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. It's Britt here. Today, we're doing another interview, and this is going to be a very interesting one. The guest I'm bringing on is not only a high-ticket sales coach, but also an abundance coach, a business mentor, author, and a keynote speaker. Sean Q is crushing his Heck Yes podcast, so there will be great conversation within that alone and some great wins and takeaways. Everyone, please welcome Sean Q. Thanks for jumping on, Sean. How's it going?
2: Hey, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And thank you, everybody who's listening, for spending some time with us today.
1: We're so excited to have you here, Sean. But before we get started, can you just give us a little bit more of an introduction and a background? What's going on within your business and the podcast as well? um, Because I think it's just fabulous. And I'd love to hear some more.
2: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So um, I started my business about eight years ago, and it was from a desire to really be able to step out of the lifestyle of poverty that I was experiencing. I grew up in an incredibly impoverished part of Southern California. 80% of the residents were on some type of government welfare. In other words, the government stopped cutting checks, people would go homeless. Uh, I remember growing up and being very accustomed to stores closing as opposed to grand opening. And I remember there was this one time I went to a birthday party and it was one of my friends uh, and I think it was his cousin. It was like my best friend's cousin's birthday party. It was a random birthday party and we had to drive about an hour away. And I remember when we got to the house, it, it, as, a, as like a nine-year-old, it looked like it was as big as a Walmart or a Target. It was like this massive, beautiful house, incredibly wealthy space. And I didn't oh even my know gosh. houses come out. Yeah, I didn't even know houses could be that big. It was like, what? That's crazy. And then going back home, there was a little bit of a question like why are people, some people able to live in such luxury and such wealth and other people are barely struggling paycheck to paycheck to make it happen for themselves. And there was no difference in work ethic. The people that I was surrounded with who were living in poverty were working incredibly hard, working late hours, overtime, but making very little money. So I made it my mission to figure out how do we, not just for myself, but for those around me, eradicate poverty and maximize abundance. And so I went on this hunt and I discovered the number one challenge underlying most problems that were uh, my, my friends, my family, the city I was a part of was facing, like increased crime rates, um, divorce rates, unwanted teen pregnancy rates, um, mental health challenges, um, abuse rates, um, you know, um, drug abuse, it's just a, a variety of problems. The underlying root cause of it was poverty, a poverty of resource, but also a poverty of mindset, a poverty of spirit, a poverty of uh, opportunity. And so I said, how, what's the number one way we can generate wealth? And I discovered the best way to generate wealth is actually to start a business. You know, you hear all the time, and I heard it all the time too, uh, money doesn't grow on trees. Well, I discovered where money does come from, and it's from value. When you are able to add value to people's lives, when you're able to make a difference in people's lives in the marketplace, they're willing to give you money in exchange. And so money comes from value. So if you ever want to make more money, go find a way where you can develop a valuable skill set and go do it. And so we are on this mission to maximize abundance and eradicate poverty. And we do that through a variety of ways now from our high ticket sales coaching, through our podcast, through our, um, web series, through all of our programs and coaching programs and retreats and different things like that. And that's what
1: we're all about now. I love it. That is amazing. And it's so, it's honestly, you're so right. The, the value, the value is huge, you know, and I love how you make that a mission to help people find what their value is and, and just run with it. Right. So thanks for sharing Sean. That was amazing. Um, so I had one other question. If you, I know you mentioned your podcast. Yeah. Um, if you want to just go a little deeper in, into that, when did you start the podcast and uh, what is your primary goal with it?
2: Yeah, so we started our podcast two years ago um, and we really leveraged it as an opportunity for me to answer questions that our potential clients were asking. It really wasn't for visibility, which is a lot of, I think a lot of people start podcasts because they want to get more visible. They want to reach more people. We really just wanted to nurture the people who are already in our audience, who were wondering, should I make this investment? Should I not make this investment? And so the very first season, I had zero time. So literally, I have episodes that range from three minutes long to like 15 minutes long. It's super short. And it's essentially where we, hey, this is a question you're asking. Here's an answer. You can hear it in my voice. And if somebody on our sales team comes up with an objection or comes up with a question, they can now send, hey, well, listen to what Sean Q has to say about this, that specific challenge that you're facing or that specific concern you have. The second season, we got a little bit more playful with it. Um, We have two seasons. We're actually working on our third. The second season, we started getting playful with it and really repurposing a lot of content to establish credibility. Uh, And so we have speaking engagements that I've done um, and recordings from panels and, you know, keynotes and different things like that. Um, And so we have a lot more of me speaking to other audiences and placing it on our podcast so other people can kind of listen in. The reason why we did that was because I wanted more speaking engagements. And so I needed to have these audio examples to put in my speaking brochure and uh, my one pager um, and on our speaking page. And so now you can go to my speaking page. You could listen to some of these podcasts where I'm actually speaking to an audience and people get a better understanding of what it's like to work with me. Uh, Season three. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff. Uh, so it's like a DL, super on the DL. Uh, so first time releasing it on this podcast is we're going to be focusing on our clients and our case and a ton of case studies, interviewing people who have gone through our program uh, and have done incredible results, and asking them like what what challenges did you face, how did you overcome it, so that we can inspire right. existing clients to continue moving forward. So each season that has had amazing. its own purpose, which has been kind of really intentional.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, that's interesting. I really like it because then you're, you know, when you're doing something like that, you're, you're building relationships with people and also the listeners, you know, they're able to really connect with other people's stories and the challenges and it really hits home. Right. So that I, I yeah. think that's absolutely fantastic. That's great. So, so that's you, you said you had, um, lots of seasons. I, I think you said, are you at season three? We're on season three you're on season three. Awesome. And how many episodes do you have in each season or, or does, it, does it vary? It
2: varies. So again, it's, um, each season is just dependent on, okay, what kind of asset do we need for what purpose? So the first season, it was answering a lot of the objections, concerns, um, questions wow. people had when considering working with us. So I think we have about 15, 17, I think, uh, it's about 15 in our second season, we really wanted to establish our credibility. Um, and we have a ton of me speaking, uh, speaking engagements and re- recordings of that. I think we have 22 maybe. Um, and then season three will probably be about 10, uh, 10 people that we really want to kind of showcase.
1: I really admire that. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So with the podcast, uh, how has it the podcast alone affected your business? Cause I know your business has been open. Well, you've had it for about eight years. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So, and the podcast only two years. So how has it affected by doing all that stuff? How has it affected your business?
2: Yeah, great question. So there's been a couple of things. Um, the first thing is going to be our close rate. So the amount of people who actually make a purchase after listening to one of the podcasts that we directly send to them um, because of the concern they had hearing it in my voice, uh has been really helpful for people saying, okay, this is a good decision for me to make this kind of investment. Um, and so the podcast has helped us on our close rates. It has also helped us nurture um relationships that aren't ready to make a purchase. So we can easily say, hey, you're not ready for our program yet, but here are some podcast episodes to get you ready. And so we send them um, for follow-up and for nurturing um, processes. And then we have our clients who join the program I, most of them start binge watching all of our episodes. So it gives them a lot of quick wins on how to start establishing their own businesses, their own coaching practices, et cetera. So I'd say on those three levels, one, close rate, number two, following up and nurturing people who aren't ready for a guest, and then nurturing our existing clients for those quick wins.
1: Right. I, that's interesting. And how does, how does a, the follow-up work for you um, when getting people you know, because you're building a relationship and then the you're following up with people, you're, you know, they're, they're trusting you, they're hearing your podcast, they, you know, they know this, it's real. Um, how, how does that closing rate work? Can you, can we go into, can we talk a little bit more about that just so I have a better understanding?
2: Yeah, that's great. So um, I'll give you kind of a, a bird's eye view, then we'll go nitty gritty. So bird's eye view, yeah. um, we do a five day challenge the so one of the top ways that people come in to join our program. The a five-day challenge leads to, excuse me, a phone call with either myself or somebody from my sales team. We get on a call with them at that point, whether they're a yes, you know, if they're yes and we're yes to them, then we invite them into the program. Um, if they're qualified, if they're not, and it wouldn't be a good decision for them to say yes at this point, then what we say is, um, you know, um, It's really exciting for you because you're almost ready to join the program. Here are a couple of things we want to see before we say yes to you, so that when you do join, you're off to the races. Uh, What we're going to do, though, is empower you, because you booked this call, with a couple of free resources. The first is going to be this podcast. Based off of what you shared, you should really listen to episode five, episode seven, and episode three of season two. Start there, implement it, then come back to us and let us know you listened to it. You implemented it. We're going to be looking out for you taking the initiative and taking action. Um, we work with action takers. We work with high achievers, and so one sign of that is people doing what we ask them to do to get ready for the program. And so uh, it you know goes from there. And then um, what we also do is we also set them up with an email list on the back end that sends them an email every other day with a new podcast episode or a new blog we've written or a new resource that we're providing, again, to help them prepare for our program, help them get qualified for our program. So, so that's kind of, um, you know, bird's eye view. Uh, It's challenge to sales call to kind of following up with people who aren't a good fit yet. Um, And then the nitty gritty is, you know, sending those emails and getting them those action steps. That's
1: awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That's great because, yeah, like you said, you know, we all have our dream clients and uh, the ones that we want to work with and the ones that are, you know, action takers, like you said, and high achievers. And so going a little deeper about um, attracting your dream clients, how do you land? The, I know that you mentioned that the, you still work with the ones that aren't quite ready, um, but with the ones that are already ready and, you know, exactly what you're looking for, how do you target, how do you go about targeting those dream customers or those, the correct, those clients?
2: It's a great question. So there's okay. a few different strategies that we have. Um, we have three main kind of traffic sources or the way that we generate new leads. Um, the first is going to be paid advertising. We do paid advertising each month um, just to get in front of kind of a cold and warm audience. The second is our a brand ambassador, or our partner program. So we have all of our clients, they automatically become brand ambassadors who can then share, hey, I'm getting this result. It's amazing. Um, you should check look into this. Um, so they become our affiliates. And the third is organic. Um, and what we do is we have a very strategic process that we teach our clients called the OPA method, which is leveraging other people's audiences. And so go find audiences that already exist, go spend time in those places. And what'll happen is people will start to take notice and people will start to follow you. Um, You can be followers of multiple people, right? People who are Tony Robbins followers are probably also Brendan Burchard followers. People who read this book on peak performance will probably read that book on peak performance. So people can be fans of multiple people. It's just a matter of you making sure that you're showing up in those audiences.
1: I completely agree with that. That's that's all that sounds amazing. And um, I love the way that you're working through with that and how it's working out for you sounds great. So, the next thing is, what would you say with those clients? Like, how out of like, what would the rate be for like the the dream ones and the okay clients? Like, how how many are great sure. and how many are okay? Does that make sense? I can clarify mm-hmm. that a bit more. Yeah.
2: yeah, no, that's great. So, um, I'll give you I'll give you some numbers. So, um, everybody goes through our challenge. We have a five day challenge called the One Client Away Challenge, where we help people. Um, you know, land clients in five days. People do it all the time. I've had people land a $2,000 client, a $5,000 client, $10,000 client. Highest amount somebody has landed in five days is a $200,000 corporate contract doing what we have taught in the challenge. So people get results from the challenge. After the challenge, we hop on a call. This last challenge that we just did, we had about 600 people join uh, or register. We had about, uh, I'd say 400 actually show up. Um, out of those four hundred, we had about two hundred people book calls, and out of the two hundred, um, I would say we have probably about a 50 50 percent rate. A fifty people, fifty uh, percent of people are ready for our ten to thirty thousand dollar program. The other fifty percent is ready for maybe a thousand dollar or five hundred dollar program that we have, um, or they're not ready at all. They just they're they're. They have no resources to be able to invest at this point. So our goal is then to provide them, you know, I'd say that's probably about 15% of that last 50%. um, That's where we do the empowerment of, okay, here's what to do to make money. We have five quick cash injection strategies that we give them, go make money, go do this, and then you'll be ready to join our program. So that's kind of how it kind of breaks down.
1: Yeah. So you give them basically a roadmap of how to start and get there and then- they will become ready to go to the next stop, right? So exactly.
2: that is great.
1: Thanks for sharing that, Sean. That's um, very valuable. So we all yeah. know building a building a six figure or higher business can be challenging at times. Can we talk a little more about you know what's been working along the way? And and I know you've covered some of that already, but maybe we can just talk a little bit deeper about what's working. And of course, there's always going to be those challenges what are the biggest challenges that come up along the way?
2: Great question. So what's really cool is the podcast has really allowed us to leverage those um, that on the season one really allow us to increase that close rate. But season two has been really focused on helping me get more speaking engagements, more um, specifically paid speaking engagements, paid opportunities, um, be get published more frequently. And so what we have seen is we've seen a massive amount of Opportunities show up for us of hey we want you to be on this you know podcast we want you to speak at this location um, we want you to be in this magazine or in this newspaper article or whatever the case whatever the, the press or publication is and so for us it's really been a matter of now figuring out what aligns with our goals and what what doesn't align with our goals how can we say yes to the right things and say uh, not right now to the things that no longer align with us but maybe refer that out to somewhere. Um, we teach a principle of abundance that when you have abundance, you literally overflow with opportunity, with resources, with stuff, and it, you have no—you um, you, you have no say in whether or not that splashes out to other people. For example, I have a cup right here. It says Yoda best. Uh, if I poured Yoda, water, in I like so that. Much, I like that. Yeah, it's so awesome. I'm a huge Star Wars <laughs> fan. So, um, if I poured water into this cup abundantly poured water in this cup, it would start naturally overflowing. And I would have no say on how wet the surrounding area gets. So when you as an individual overflow with prosperity, with um, opportunity, with um, you know leads, with publications, with clients, you have to overflow somewhere. And now what we're trying to do is redirect that overflow to the right clients, the right um, referral partners, et cetera. So when I get an opportunity that I say no to, i can then send it somewhere else i can redirect it to somewhere else and kind of direct that overflow which is really cool so so i'd say the biggest challenge right now is really being able to say yes to the right things and identifying those things um and then i'd say another challenge specifically podcast related like on the logistics side is timing really being able to find the time to to actually get into the studio we have a in house studio um, it's our, one of our other businesses, um, it's a media center. And so, um, really just finding the time for me to go in and record in our audio booth, just the high quality, um, you know, um, audio pieces for the podcast timing has been an issue. My wife is expecting. And so we are, uh, I'm going to be taking four weeks off for paternal leave. And now it's a matter of, okay, we have all these big goals and I have a lifestyle I want to live. I don't want to work more than three days a week. How do right. I fit these goals? into this three-day work week so that's been that's been fun to figure out
1: right the timing is always a huge thing you know we want the freedom and stuff like that it's and like you said saying yes to the right things um opening up the times and stuff like that yeah i can completely um relate with you there. Absolutely. And I think everyone, honestly, anyone that's listening would be able to relate to that, you know, um, it can be really difficult to find, say yes to the right things and, you know, make sure your, your timing is correct and you're able to get the things that you need to get done, done within the time zone, uh, time limit that you have and that you want with the lifestyle that you're living. Right. So yeah awesome so the hardest one the hardest challenge was just saying yes to the right thing the timing and um with saying yes to the right thing things um the stuff that's aligning with your goals right so yeah that's great thanks sean thanks for sharing so i know that you had mentioned before um the i can't mentality and i thought it was just so interesting i was listening to one of your um Podcast, And I was just curious if you'd be open to just talking a little bit more about that, because I just think what you were sharing on your podcast and, and, you know, just switching mindset and stuff is really powerful. Would you mind just uh, talking about that a little bit with our audience?
2: Yeah. So, um, specifically with, when it comes to mindset, a lot of people, when they discuss mindset, they think you, you just have to like, um, think different thoughts, and the truth about it is that mindset di- You know, when you do real, true mindset work, you dive really deep into the psychology of the individual. You dive into the the thought patterns, the beliefs, the subconscious and a uh, uh, preconscious belief systems, the narratives that they're living in, um, their upbringing. You really dive into some of these um, behavioral patterns as well. And so, yeah. when we explore people's language specifically, those are signals that allow us to identify perspectives they have that may be limiting themselves. I'll give you an example. There's two words that I typically, there's three words actually that I typically look for when I'm doing mindset work with a client. One of them is can't, I can't, yeah. or any variation of that. I don't know how to, um, I, I, I've never been able to do it before. You know, those types of words and phrases is something I look out for. And we'll talk about that in a second. The second one is should, I should be doing this. I, I should be focused on this. And then the third is need. I need to be doing this or I need to be looking for this. Here's what's really interesting. Let's, let's kind of go backwards. So need and should speak to guilt and shame. Let me break it down. When you say, I need to be doing this, you internally on a subconscious level feel guilty you're not doing it already. And so oftentimes we're looking for that. And when I'm looking for that, when I'm coaching someone, I'm looking for that language and I'm uncovering, hey, where's the guilt here? Where's the emotional belief that has been placed in your mind that you are holding on to maybe on a subconscious level? And how can we root that out? Because once we root that out, the language becomes, uh, instead of I need to be doing this, I am already doing this and I'm enjoying the process. Same thing with should. Should says, other people are telling me I should be doing this. Society tells me I should be doing this. Um, The systems, the institutions telling me I should be doing this. Some type of guru or expert is telling me I should be doing this and I'm not and I don't want anyone to know because if they know, they won't like me. And that's what shame is. And so, hey, where's the shame here? Now, both guilt and shame relate to identity. And so one of our goals with our clients is really to identify what is the identity that they're embodying that is communicating or expressing or reflecting this language. Same thing with the I can't. Anybody who says I cannot do something, they have a fixed mindset that needs yeah. opening up. It's just opening up. Here's the truth. Most of us can't do something until we can. We, every, we couldn't walk until we could walk. We couldn't ride a bike until we could ride a bike. We couldn't swim until we could swim. Everything is learnable. Everything is learnable. And oftentimes with I can't um, or I'm not able to, there's there's two things that come up. The first is a subconscious belief in regards to the relationship to disappointment. If I try to do it, I'm going to get disappointed because I can't. So I'm not even going to try or perfectionism. And they have a really bad relationship or really unhealthy, toxic relationship with failure or mistakes. All of us grow up into school where we get red marks. If we do something wrong and we're taught, you have to do it the exact right way, the way everybody else is doing it. And if you don't do it that way, then you can't do it. Instead, what we want to do is we really want to help people establish a healthy relationship with failure, because here's the truth. A law of success is that you don't get to success by avoiding failure you get to success by going through failure by failing again and again and again and again and again and and learning. If I were to write another book, it would be the 10,000 ways I failed and the 10,000 more ways I'm going to fail before I quit. Because as long as you keep showing up, you are on your way to success.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that, uh, Sean. Like it really speaks to people and it's so, so true. Like you're not gonna get anywhere without failing you know that's how you learn that's how you grow and it's it's honestly so important to fail so that you know it sets you on the right path and uh, you know and so thank you for sharing that and with um the the mindset thing that we were just speaking about um with your business can you talk about a little bit just how you was there times where you needed to switch your 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 mindset was there times that you had to have you know I am. I am doing this, I, I can mentality, instead of, um, you know, the fixed mindset was like, just so we can get the audience to connect with, you know, some of the that mindset that we have to work as business people with on daily, right? You know?
2: Yeah, so one of the things that I started to doing um, was really uncover and learn what's called the seven laws of abundance. And this is something we teach our clients. These are laws we've uncovered that you implement one of these laws, you will begin to experience more abundance almost automatically. One of the laws, um, I don't have time to go through all seven, but one of the laws is uh, many hands make light the work. Many hands make light the work. In other words, when you ask for help, the load gets easier to carry. The burden becomes lighter. The big amount you think you're about to climb becomes a really small ants molehill. And it's because you're doing it with someone. If you think about all of the incredible movies out there, let's take Star Wars, Luke Skywalker didn't do it by himself. Let's take Lord of the Rings, right? Like Frodo didn't do it by himself. Yeah, Frodo didn't do it himself. So all of these are nerdy, right? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) He had support. We're never meant to do it alone. So go start asking for help. One of the things I had to do was really learn. Asking for help allows people to help. People want to help you. They want to support you. They want to see you win. They just don't know how until you ask for it. So start asking for help more frequently. Go to every single person that you admire and ask them, hey, I'm on this mission and I'd love your support. Go to every single person that you want to be mentored by and ask, I'd love your help. I'm on this mission. This is the support I'm looking for. Go ask your family, go ask your friends, go ask your online people, right? Go ask for help more frequently the more help you have, the easier it's going to become. Imagine if you had 10 people who said this to you, I am on mission for your mission. Anything you need, I'm here for. I'm here to support you and to see you win. How much lighter is the load going to be to carry? The second all law of the benefit that off I'll the, share. All, all the weight off the shoulders. All the way lifted, right? <laughs> yeah. So good. The second law is this. Slowing down is the fastest pass, path. To abundance, slowing down is the fastest path to abundance, um, and this is actually a scientific law as well that's been uncovered. Uh, the, the Fortune five hundred companies have been uh, the Fortune five hundred companies whose teams, whose managers, whose upper levels of VPs and C suite officers, who slowed down for ten minutes, at least ten minutes a week, to simply ask themselves, "Are we on the right track? Are we doing?" Things that align with the mission? Are we um, in alignment with our own values? Out profited, out produced, out advertised, and got uh, out out kind of visible, out um, uh, uh, increased their visibility. Every single Fortune 500 company who had higher retention rates with their employees, had higher happiness rates with their employees and their staff, who did um, the team and the companies that took 10 minutes away just to do that every single week, outpaced every single other company in the Fortune 500 thing. They were literally in the top portion of the Fortune 500. Uh, Individually, if you take a moment to slow down and simply ask yourself, what are the languages? What are the beliefs? What are the thoughts? What are the processes that no longer serve me today, but I'm holding on to? And journaling that out, that's gonna help you uncover what you need to let go of and the mindsets that are holding you back. So one of the things that I started doing was I now take about 30 minutes every single morning to just sit and think. I have a pen and paper available. I, my phone's not available. My laptop's not available. Nobody can bother me during that time. It's just to sit and to think. Most people spend most of their quiet time on their phones, this close to the screen. If you take 30 minutes to slow down, You'll begin to experience and see things that you didn't see before. You'll have insights you didn't have before. You'll be able to make sure that the time you are spending on your business is productive time. It's aligned. It's congruent to your goals and your vision. So just spend, start with five minutes every day. Just sit and think. Let your mind wander. It'll feel weird. Maybe you want to play a little bit of like piano in the
1: background, but just sit and think. I
2: guarantee slowing down. Will give you the clarity you need to speed up.
1: I hundred percent agree with that, Sean. Uh, just honestly, taking half an hour, an hour a day, just you know, like you said, without your phone, you know, tr- give yourself time to read um, a book that is inspiring. Uh, you know, working on your mindset, journaling, writing down affirmations, meditating, just anything to get you in the right mind mind space, and just honestly start starts your day productively, like it sets the tone. So I completely agree with you there. And I love the way you're doing it. And it's honestly it's an amazing thing. And I think everyone should really do it, right? Um and see yeah, how it changes it. their That's yeah. It changes see if it works everyone's well. yeah. And it changes everyone as a person and also their business and every aspect of their life. So it's very important. I very much agree with you there. So I guess I have one more question because we're running out of time. Um, And this is just back related to your business based on where you are today. What would you, what would the challenges be or what would you have to change in order to say um, double your profit and revenue uh, within one year? Just out of curiosity, I I just want to see what challenges do you think that you would uh, come across when doing that and um, if there's anything that you would have to change?
2: Great question. So um, I think we're already on track of doubling what we did last year, which is pretty great. Some of the things that I would say that have enabled us to do that is getting the right staff. Um, We have started Mm to um, move most of our contractors to either full-time positions or release our contractors and hire full-time staff. Um, We do have a local Colorado Springs-based headquarters and so most people work in the office. So really being able to move people to our our full-time in-person staff has been really helpful. Um, Most people work from home, but we do have offices in case they wanna like work from their office. Um, That has allowed us just to sync up a lot of the work that we do and have people who are exclusively committed to the mission that we're on, as opposed to working with a contractor, for example, where they have seven, eight, nine, ten clients, and we're only one of seven, eight, nine, ten. We want to be kind of exclusive on our staff. The second is getting the right people in the right positions. For example, we moved somebody who was uh, uh, managing kind of our affiliate, um, our affiliates and our brand ambassadors, to now they're becoming the program director, and they're flourishing in that role because it was the better role for them. So making sure we're we're moving the right people into the right positions. And I would also say removing things from my list of things to do. The more I can let go of things and hire people who are much better than me at those things, the easier it is for me to think strategically, the easier it is for me to think um, uh, you know, uh, long-term as well. So uh, what's been pretty incredible is As as an individual, I'm hyper aware of just, you know, this sounds like I'm I'm bragging, but it's not. I've spent a lot of time because I used to be really bad at everything. There are a lot of things that I'm really good at now, but there are a lot of other people that are really great at it. And my job is to let go of the things I'm good at so that the people who are great at it can take it. Here's something I would encourage everybody. If you're like, I really do want to be a high producer. I want to be a high achiever. I want to be somebody who can go out and can make things happen. What, what I've done for the last 12 years is I've committed an entire year and putting myself through my own kind of self-study, choosing one topic and going all in on that topic. So uh, one of the years that was telling stories, I read every book possible on telling stories. I watched every story. Um, I watched movies. I, I um, hired a coach to help me become better at storytelling. And that entire year was devoted to storytelling. One of the other years was specifically just on um, copywriting. So, how do I write in such a way that actually moves people to the next step? The entire year, I studied all the copywriting frameworks. I read a great copywriting books. I studied other people's copy. I saved emails, read those emails. I saved blogs, read those blogs, broke them down, et cetera. So, if you want to become a high producer, high achiever, just learn, learn how to learn. You can do it. Learn how to learn, put yourself through that school. And now I'm good at these things, but there are people who are way better than I am. And so one of the things that we've done is hire better people than me to take things on so I can delegate it out. Um, And then the final thing I would say is really being able to, again, it goes back to the initial challenge of saying yes to the right things. How can I say yes to the right podcast, the right um, CPC engagements, the right things that I'm in front of the right people Um, and I'm bringing people into the company. So.
1: That's very compelling. I, I love all of it, Sean. Um, like you said, devote one year to a certain topic or theme and just go hard at it, <laughs> you know, and yeah. learn. And that's the only way to really do it. Right. So, uh, or one yeah. of the very important ways of doing it. So that was amazing. Absolutely. So happy that you were here and you could take the time to jump on. I know your, your schedule is crazy, crazy busy. So thanks again for jumping on and sharing all your valuable insights. Um, and Sean, I was going to double check with you. Uh, if anyone listening is interested in reaching out to you, um, what would be the best way of them getting a hold of you?
2: Great question. You can go to our website at hey uh, or www.heyshawnq.com. Hey, like, hi, H-E-Y, Sean, S-H-A-W-N, Q the letter dot com. Heyshawnq.com.
1: Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Sean Q and group. If you're listening today, please subscribe. And if you're interested in jumping on for an interview with the six figure entrepreneurs, um, jump on podcastrebels.com and it'll walk you through the booking process. I'd love to interview you as well. And thanks again, everybody. See you in the next episode.